Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 325. I am your host, Florence Ion. I am joined here by Andy Anako. Hello, Flo. I am indeed Andy today, which is not the greatest thing in the world, but I'm I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing oh, with it. Oh, it goodness. Have you ever had one of those days where it's like, th- thank, thank goodness this was like, uh, this is the one of the days of the week where I like scheduled... No, we're not going to just like heat something up. We are actually going to like do real cooking tonight mm. because it was a very, very busy day as Wednesdays usually are. But this was the sort of day where it's like, okay, I have dirty dishes and a couple of dirty pans. I'm going to methodically clean all those dirty dishes and all those pans. I have a plan for doing it that cannot fail. And at the end, I will be able to look at that really nice shelf that I put above the sink with that drying rack and see all the things that may I had made dirty that I had now made clean. And before I return to this veil of tears that I refer to the desk with my keyboard on it, I can say that, no, I did accomplish something. I, I, I took a problem in the form of a dirty kitchen and dirty dishes and transformed it into a clean kitchen and dishes that are perfectly ready for how to support a meal tomorrow. And of course, then I ruined that good feeling by going back to a project that I had to go work on at 7.30. Anyway. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out what your Zodiac sign is from all the personality traits that you bring up here on this podcast. Um, Folks, I I don't know Andy's Zodiac sign. That's the one thing I don't know about him. But I'm (laughs) going to keep playing this game. That sounded very Earth sign-like with tinges of air sign. So I feel like I'm getting hotter, warmer. I don't know. I wish I had, I I wish I could get some cleaning done. I have been super busy because Mona is getting baptized this weekend. Yay. Yeah. Uh, It feels incredibly indulgent considering the time and everything else that's going on around us right now. But let's just put that for aside for a second. You know, it's been a really busy week. Uh, I, unfortunately have a long list of cleaning that I need to do that I have not been able to get to because I've been thinking up hot takes for the Apple event. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wasn't expecting to be in the Apple trenches as deep as I was this week, but I mean, we are going to talk about that on the podcast today. The one thing though that came up from this event this week, Andy, is something that I know our listeners want us to bring up today. There's something I get viscerally angry anytime I see you tweet that you want to switch back to iOS. <laughs> I there. last night, hold on, Andy. Last night after Mona went to bed, um, I, my husband has this little like we have this little desk out in the garage and like an old couch seat on it. It looks like a like a little college dorm where you know we go hang out after the kid, whatever. <laughs> and I spent our time together ranting about how you were talking about switching <laughs> to the iPhone 13. I was just like, I don't know why it bothers me so much. I don't want Andy to do it. I want Andy to stay on Android. I was like, I thought he would be okay with the iPad. He got the iPad Pro. I let him do that. It's like he already uses a Mac to do the podcasting. I'm like, but now, but now he wants to go back to the iPhone. And I'm like, and I don't know why. It just made me so upset. <laughs> 
Well, first of all, I wasn't for people who didn't see the previous tweets. Obviously, I was tweeting reactions to the Apple event on Tuesday, um, and I didn't I didn't say that I was planning to switch. This only is how I as... interpreted it with my biases and my my psychology that's happening here. So no, I, I would see. I would I would say that a lot of like the system updates f- uh, for motherhood are continuing to like get installed and so that like you when you see your daughter and she's like 11 or 12 and like she suddenly like the barrette in her hair is like going up and she's got this little puffy thing and you have to say you are not shaving your head into a mohawk okay i'm the boss (laughs) applesauce you are not shaving your head and your child is what i just you know, it was my, my hair was in my eyes, mom. It was just, yeah, it was it, the, those of you who've been following the podcast for a long time know that metaphorically speaking for my God must be like the past four years. I have metaphorically had like a thousand dollars, whatever the amount of money that a flagship phone tends sure, to cost yeah. in an envelope taped to the underside of my, of my desk waiting for the next time that I see either uh, a Google, likely a Google uh, flagship phone, or even technically maybe an iPhone that has got me thinking. Yes, that's the one I've been waiting for. And part of what's uh, part of what's caused the delay is that I have bought a couple of different <laughs> pixel. I've got the Pixel One, and then the Pixel Four. We did a. some upgrades this year, you and I. We we upgraded some yeah, stuff. Exactly. <laughs> But the, but the, but even these like low cost phones were like well the thing is like even table stakes like for a three hundred fifty dollar phone like are they really it's a really great mm-hmm. phone I don't feel like I'm losing anything so I feel as though I felt as though for the past couple of years I've certainly had the luxury of waiting until no I'm really excited about this phone I can there are so many things I can do with this phone that I has not just can't do with my $350 4A, but can't do on previous phones at all. Yes, absolutely. The The envelope is being ripped from the bottom of the desk. I'm definitely throwing $1,000 at this company to, to acquire this phone. And uh, there is the it, a, a lot of things sort of like went into sort of wide focus for me after the Apple event. It wasn't that this was, as you might have read, it's not as though Apple did anything revolutionary. <laughs> no, they They're definitely not. not in the business of doing anything particularly revolutionary. Actually, I should correct that. When they do something revolutionary, it's like, oh, well, no headphone jack. Well, I really enjoyed having a headphone jack, but oh, well. Oh, uh, and rumor <laughs> has it that you also want to remove the charging and data port as well. Okay, that's revolutionary. It's just like you know it's revolutionary to leap off of a cliff and think that you're going to float gently to earth but hey you be you <laughs> apple uh, but see uh, uh, I, uh, i've been speaking very very well about all these leaks about the, the pixel 6 we're going to be talking about the pixel 6 later on the show of course and that it does seem like the the flagship android phone made by google that i've been sort of waiting for that i've been holding off for but as always my 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 mindset whenever i'm about to spend any serious amount of money even if it's for something that i've already decided that this is it i always have to say okay let's take three steps back right now and say that if we are saying that we are willing to spend a thousand dollars on a Pixel Six, what else mm. could we buy in the form of a flagship phone for a thousand dollars? And could that so do it was as theoretical. good a job or a better job? It was definitely theoretical, mm. and uh, mm. it really came uh, to be to be a little bit more direct. Uh-oh. Uh, obviously, we have seen <laughs> the full demo of the of the iPhone 13 Pro, 
and actually we've seen must have seen like at least 73 to demo. 78% of demo. what the pixel was it really a demo pixel 6 is going to be but the, <laughs> so, but i i it wasn't until like the day after today that it really struck me that here, here here's what it comes down to i if i'm if i'm weighing uh the hypothetical pixel 6 brand new uh, google going in an entirely new direction brand new cpu but they've made themselves versus the iphone 13 it comes down to wow the iphone 13 is nothing terribly exciting but they just keep incrementally making a good phone better that's very attractive it's a stable platform that's nice but oh my god it still has that damn lightning port on the bottom of it and i can't i cannot deal i i've been it's i've banished lightning ports out of my mm. house finally mm. After being an iPad user for a long time, uh, I, have, I have nothing that and and having successfully lost my my AirPods <laughs> a couple of years ago, there is nothing in my house that requires a, a lightning a lightning cable, a proprietary Apple lightning cable to charge. I why would I spend a thousand dollars to now have this this stupid only does one damn thing cable back in my life? If they if they had announced that they were switching it out for USB C, that would be something else. Okay, so wow, so that means that by default the wind goes to the Pixel Six. No, because on the plus side, it really does seem like an exciting new relaunch. It sounds as though they're adding all kinds of cool stuff that I've been wanting to get as an upgrade for a while. First and foremost, a big upgrade on the camera hardware. It'd be nice to have an actual wide-angle lens. It'd be nice to have a really good telephoto lens. And I really like what Google does with uh, with with photography. I think Apple photography it's fine, it's it's great. But I don't. I just like the way. I just like what Google does with photos more than I like how Apple mm-hmm. photos come out. But now it comes down to let's go, let's review. Every major phone launch that Google has done, and how t- <laughs> it's like, oh, so I guess that every single one of these 300,000 phones that were shipped to the pre orders have like a slightly green orange tint to them. And Google is saying that that's not actually defect, so you're gonna have to deal with it. Oh, so oh it turns I out forgot that about that. 40, Oh, yeah. oh! It, it turns out that they that the, the there's a glue seam that keeps oh, coming I loose, and so there's a, a two two pieces of a case that are supposed to fit together and look like one thing have a gap between them again, which is not a manufacturing defect. So good luck with that. And oh, ah, wow! What's so? When did my warranty expire? Was it eight hours ago? Yeah, that would explain why I'm stuck in a boot loop now. And it's I'm, I'm saying that Google Google makes great phones eventually <laughs> you just have to you just Listen, don't want to there's be... people out there with no problem driving teslas that fall apart on the road just there's people out there with no problem with phones that fall apart well, you of course know? they don't it's have just... a problem with it because they're the ones in the safety cage with the airbag they're run, they're running over pedestrians oh, uh, on autopilot bicyclists <sighs> plowing into the backs of oh, police cars they're perfectly safe inside the crumple zone so why would they complain Oh my goodness. Okay, so I guess it, to conclude this, Andy, um, if you do any any of this, if you decide that that is a decision that you want to make, I need us to make it together. That's I'm, <laughs> is say, this a I'm saying it here Louise for the record. Thing? Is that what you're proposing? <laughs> that we clasp hands and we just drive the Mustang off the cliff? <laughs> but the thing is, I would. But the thing is, I would not drive off of the spaceship with you. <laughs> I refuse to go out that way. True. I. I <laughs> 
that's the one way I would not want to go out. No, but we, we do need to talk about it. We need to communicate. I think it's important for us as, <laughs> as a unit. Okay. Just something I want you to consider. All right. It's just, okay. No, I it's- already practiced this conversation on my husband last night to have it with you. <laughs> So I'm, I'm I'm flattered that my choice of phone could have an impact on your life. I definitely don't. I definitely do. I want to be a source of peace and trouble solving for you. Not it's just, a, it's source a solidarity of thing. You know, it's it's hard for me because like I, you know, I was again kvetching my husband last night, and I'm just like, you know, I always feel like, why is it? Why is it I have so many friends who are Android users and just, they just have so many people in their life who use Android. But in my life, everybody <laughs> in my life uses iOS. Like th- it's just, I feel so alienated sometimes. And then my husband's just like, my husband pulls up market share numbers, like the same things I have Googled before for the articles I've written and everything. And he's just like, well, according to these charts, uh, the iPhone is number one selling uh, here and in this region and in this region. And I'm just like, shut up, shut up. (laughs) I'm not asking for numbers and solutions. I'm asking you to simply nod and say, that must suck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love my we we do we always he he always has a solution for everything but that's why I love him. <sighs> anyway, so back to this baptism real quick. You know, I've been having to do a lot of shopping during this baptism, a lot of last minute shopping that I'm not happy about by the way because I've had to buy from sources that, you know, generally I try not to like go to Amazon for everything, but when it comes to right. a party, I don't have time to go to Party City. I I don't. I I would love to. They have the Pokemon IP, by the way, for anybody who's wondering, because I've been looking for Halloween costumes. Spirit does not have the Pokemon IP. (laughs) Um, But I've noticed that, and I've actually noticed this with a couple other of shopping suites as well, suites, whatever you'd call them, shopping carts, is now when you go on the Chrome landing page, like when you start a new tab, It'll have a little shopping cart for you on the bottom, effectively reminding you of the poor choice you were going to make a mere six hours ago. Yeah, it's 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 weird, isn't it? Because that, that just popped up for me the other day, too, and reminding me that, yeah, you were it, it's it's I have to say I have to also clarify that I'm I, I'm not having a child baptized. However, uh, I had one of those really, really <laughs> awful and by that i mean like too good not to do ideas for uh, a costume that i could make for halloween here we go Uh uh-huh and it is a i i won't i don't want to spoil it in case it doesn't actually work out but i've got i've got tickets to see turandot the metropolitan opera that's right on october 29th and it occurred to me that i could create i have most of what i need for a a costume that i think 93 Two percent of the people at the Met would just think, "Oh, he's dressed kind of interestingly," but eight percent would stop and say, "Dude," because they would know it exactly <laughs> what costume I'm wearing. And then there would have to be a selfie, and then there'd have to be a no, no. I was, I also want to get a picture of like you, the full thing, because my friend, I have this friend who's never going to believe this. And so that that requires again, I have most of it, but it also requires that okay, so I need the the sunglasses are gonna be the really tricky part of it because this I'm gonna have to modify them. So I need this the right kind of structural support. So as a result, I am on several different stores for the past four or five days, adding things to my cart so I remember that they exist. 
and it really is like I, I it really is like you're like the the assistant store manager at the supermarket saying did you fill your cart full of like fruits and perishables and just decide that you suddenly didn't want it you just left it in the middle of the aisle like that with all that spoilage there was meat in there and now some of our own employees are going to have to restock that and put the perishable stuff the non-perishable stuff back on see i, I don't i don't feel as though i need google to nag me that i'm i'm an american i'm meant to be deeply deeply into a consumer mode supporting the 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 industrial complex at all times I get enough guilt on my own for things that I haven't done, let alone things that I have done, but don't seem to be very, very important. I will tell you the bummer was the shopping cart. I think it might've, I, I can't, I can't quite remember, but uh, it saved the shopping cart. And when I went back, it was sold out, <laughs> whatever it was that was in there. I can't quite remember what it was, but I recall being very disappointed. So yeah. I, I, hmm. Anyway, it's, it's weird. Like the, the shopping tools, they're they're both when, when they when they're very well focused, you're actually very grateful for them. But there's no such thing as mm. a 100 percent good. Like and this is not going to be a long story, but my, my 13 year old toaster oven died last week. I oh, love no. the toaster oven. It was like every breakfast and also a lot of like my dinners, like at some component gets something gets, gets heated up or cooked in that instead of the main note and it died. And I know exactly which one I wanted to replace it with, but then I used one of these, I, I, I used a camel, 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 and also Google oh, yeah. shopping. And they did exactly the thing that is objectively a cool feature where it says, okay, well, here's a graph showing where the, the prices fluctuate. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. It's available for the cheapest price here. It actually goes. And so I was able to see that, okay, so it's on Amazon for $250, but both of these sets of graphs say that it almost, if I, if I wait as, as little as three weeks, it's almost guaranteed to be available for a couple of days for $200. I would be a fool not to wait a few weeks just to see if it drops down. And so for the past week, I've had no toast flow. I was going to say, I've, so I've, for I've, the past week, you have no toaster I've, oven. I've no toast. which... the, 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 the pre-made calzones at the market across the, uh, the up mm -hmm. the street that is you, that are perfectly when you wrap them in foil and then put them in the toaster oven. I, I have to turn on the entire oven to heat that tiny little thing. Oh, my God. That is such a huge task. That's cumbersome. I'm so sorry, Andy. No, well, but I... I uh, when you do something the same way for 13 years yes, and suddenly yes. there's a disruption, I'm, I'm not saying it's a big thing. I'm not saying, Oh, woe no, is me, but I'm saying that day after it. day, I'm thinking it's only $50 for, for, for $50. I can have toast in the morning. Again. I also get that. I also get that. <laughs> yes, I totally, I, you have no idea how hard I'm feeling you right now. This It's very, uh, yeah, that's what all that shopping does to us. Well, speaking of shopping, uh, actually, this is shopping for a good cause. And this is not shopping. What it is is actually a fundraiser. So September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And here at Relay FM, we're doing a giant fundraising drive for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. You can donate at stjude.org slash relay. We're not over yet. We've still got the whole month that we're raising funds. This week, of course, is the week that we're doing the live show happening on 9-17, September 17th. It's this Friday. Should be getting this episode on a Thursday. So if you're getting it on Thursday, then you know, join us on Friday. We, I will be on the live stream 
this week, mm. okay, helping raise money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Um, I'm going to be with Mike and Steven. We're going to be talking about flippy phones and the folding phones and all just all the things that flip and fold, which if you, you should come because it's for a good cause. Uh, you can actually join us on Twitch. So we'll be at twitch.tv slash Relay FM. Again, the podcast-a-thon starts 12 p.m. Eastern time. It goes until 8 p.m. Eastern time. Join us if you can. And uh, we want to thank everybody who has donated thus far. We have, um, God, we have exceeded over, I think, 330K at this point. <laughs> which is phenomenal. So we just yes. really want to thank everybody for your continuous support. This is the third year we're doing this. And I, I'm i happy to be a part of a network that gives back in this way. So this is... Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's, and it's, and it's just also, it's a sign of like how great our listeners are. I agree. This tit- really amazing amount of money gets gets uh, gets raised each and every year. Uh, that's again shows you something about the the quality of the people that are listening to us and our responsibility to do a good show for them every single week. One hundred percent. And speaking of a good show today on the docket, we've got well, <laughs> we did have an Apple event this week. We are going to talk about it. But we're going to talk about it from our little googly Android perspective. All right, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it in that camp. We already know how I feel about that. Uh, We're also going to talk about Google's silly little stunt it pulled this week to try and get everybody thinking about the Pixel 6 that's supposed to come out soon. (laughs) It's almost as if marketing (laughs) is tied to sales in some way. I don't. I'm glad. You know, I'm just glad to see them try to try these wacky ideas to see if Mm. letting people know that the Pixel is going to exist will lead to people actually buying them. Uh, We're also going to talk about some wake-up call news. Yes, there's a nice little new feature ad on the Assistant, so we'll walk you through that as a little tip before we go. We'll be right back. This episode of Material is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how targeted your marketing content or how sleek your website is, they're going to bounce if a page is loading too slowly. But with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance affects your visitor's experience so you can take action before your business is impacted, and all for as low as $10 a month. Whether your visitors are dispersed around the world or across browsers, devices, and platforms, Pingdom helps you identify bottlenecks, troubleshoot performance, and make informed optimizations. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability. This means that you can monitor millions of page views, not just sample data, and all at an affordable price. Get live site performance visibility today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you're ready to buy, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the Material Podcast and all of Relay FM. Okay, Andy, you were just talking about marketing stunts. Um, I have to tell you, Apple's little love letter to California, <laughs> it really got me. Yeah. It got me. I'm born and raised in California. I've never lived anywhere else in my life. So you can imagine that was very like. Every every different like section of the presentation, they did like a big whoosh 
to like another part of California. To another part of California. Mm-hmm. It made me think that my God, thank thank goodness they were smart enough not to like name the next operating system against you know the next <laughs> Wells Newton Lower Falls. So now, okay, now 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 we're gonna go to Lowell. Okay, for, first of all, uh, we take it to the Polaroid plant that closed down 18 years ago. Uh, the economy just never really recovered after that. I mean, we got meth. We got we we don't have the crack anymore. Who can afford the crack, for God's sake? Uh, but <laughs> it's, oh my we, don't, goodness. we don't have the, we don't have the, pis- the the same picturesque sort of West Coast in Massachusetts. We we have well, our highlights though. I was gonna say they didn't show any of the burned parts. Okay, true. I'll say that. They stayed. They stayed relatively to, on the coast. I'm just gonna let everybody know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. I'm putting it out there. Anyway, um, what's not a conspiracy is the truth of the matter. Is the fact that watching this iPad Mini at this event that I was helping cover my coworkers for my coworkers, it really got my brain just. It really got the gears turning on what I need from an Android tablet. Google has been doing so little in the tablet space. I understand that they have not released any hardware, but I'm also speaking OS-wise. Google has done so little in the tablet space in the last couple of years. Um, I've kind of lost track. I'm going to say, I'm going to ballpark it here. Last five years or so, it's nothing really out there. The things that do exist are from Samsung. They have most of the market there, at least in terms of uh, low... Um, low-end, mid-range budget tablets. They have their A-series. They also have their pro-level tablets, which is their Tab S. And then I just recently reviewed the Galaxy Tab S7 Fan Edition for Gizmodo. And that's a 12.6-inch tablet. It cuts some corners to kind of help cut down the cost. It's basically... It's like somewhere between an iPad and an iPad Pro. So it's like the size of an iPad Pro and it has the S Pen capabilities. So you get that drawing. But then the specs in it are just like, why did I pay $800 for the whole package of this? <laughs> like these, the specs are, they're fine. Everything is always fine right out of the box, folks. It's six <laughs> months to a year. And that's like, that's why it's very hard to review and, you know, work with this stuff because we don't get to keep the stuff long term and really put it through its paces. But that said, got me thinking. I saw this iPad mini. I saw whatever the rendering was, this device that just fits nicely in your hand. It's just a little bit bigger than this OnePlus I'm holding right now. Yeah. And it made me think about how even, yes, this ginormous OnePlus 9 is still like it's not big enough to do the things that I'd love a tablet to do, but I also don't want that 12.6 inch device. It's it's completely not what I need. And the other company, by the way, that's making tablets in the U.S. that you can buy currently is Lenovo. Comes with its own little caveats. I also just wrote about some um, adware, like <laughs> not yeah, yeah. What, what I mean by adware is just stuff that bombards you with like, you buy get, this you Lenovo thing. Clean, you don't get the clean experience that you get on an iPad where they, they just assume you don't necessarily want the blockbuster streaming app <laughs> that you can't remove. It will track everything. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I've even tried some of like the budget Android tablets out there, the Walmart on tablets. I've tried some of the budget Lenovo tablets. My daughter has one that I put kids mode on. 
which is like the entertainment space, but for kids only, by the way, complete access to YouTube. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. I know it's like kids only, but there's some stuff on there that's kids only. That's not. Anyway, <sighs> that is all to say, yeah. Andy. So I ended up, I ended up writing this take for, for Gizmodo about, <laughs> I kept thinking about the Surface Duo. I think because I was so excited when we were talking about the Surface Duo and what it could mean for that form factor in the Android space. And then I started to think about, this wasn't in the article, but I started to think about the Fold 3. Mm -hmm. And there's been a discussion of how Samsung's fold-out phone, the one that folds out into a tablet, is very expensive. But the point of that is that it's a phone and tablet in one. And so that's why it costs so much. That's kind of why the Duo costs so much. This is all to say what we need is a tablet that doesn't cost as much as those things. <laughs> what yeah, we need is a Nexus 7 Yeah, no, for it, it, 2021. Exactly. That was that's probably still the Nexus Seven is probably still one of my favorite computing devices ever. I just need a little slate. It's exactly it's it's it was even it was even narrower than the iPad Mini. So this is something mm -hmm. that you could definitely mm -hmm. put in a back pocket. You could fit into a lot more jacket pockets, and it is it is just the perfect screen size for uh, what it's the big big phones are nice, but they're not big enough to be really a, a better experience. Even and, watching then, a video, sorry and, to interrupt. And now, they're, and now they're not small enough to be as convenient to carry around as a normal exactly. phone. But we, but you put, you just make it a little bit larger, like like the iPad Mini. I have the, uh, I was pretty excited by the uh, the announcement at the at the event because I've had like too. a four year old uh, iPad Mini that I still use, even though it's by no means like a current piece of hardware. But mm -hmm. again, there are times where I just want to talk. I'm, I know I'm going to be on the train for an hour and a half, but I also know that I'm going to be at an event where I can't like carry a laptop bag with me around everywhere. Yeah. So I want to be able to read stuff. I want to be able to get through email, but I also want to look like, <laughs> I also want to infiltrate the normals without looking like I've got 18 different microprocessors on me at all times. And it's such a perfect thing. It's the, it's just embarrassing how uh, Google has never managed to fix the problem of Android on tablets. It just, they just haven't even, even when they build their own Chromebook and they say, good news, everybody, we now you can run stock Android apps on your, on your, uh, Intel i5 powered Chromebook <laughs> pixel book. And you, and I'm like, yay, I'm so I'm excited. I'm going to install the, the Android version of Microsoft Outlook and it's crap. It's crap with a capital crap. And I'm keep I go running screaming back to a Chrome tab because the web version that Microsoft creates is so much better in every way than what you would think is uh, uh, would be better experience with an app that has the full access to uh, to Material Design as a native mm -hmm. app. So what a big failure! You you almost feel as though they've just given up. They feel as though there's there if we put all the money into try to making this thing work on uh, on tablets, now who we think we're going to be comparing we're going to be competing with? Mm. iPad, think again, that's not going to work. Uh the mm. I think this the Samsung Galaxy tabs have had some success, but the only places where I seem to see like them being successful is when like it's an an industrial sort of environment yes. where Someone is someone needs to create an inventory tracking uh, system or a like a pilot uh, a, mm -hmm. a piloting app for for emergency air flights or rescue whatever and Apple won't let them write the sort of software they want to write so great 
get a get an Android tablet and do whatever you want with it. That that's not that doesn't exactly demonstrate the power <laughs> and flexibility of the Android operating system that these niche products can actually buy something and write their own custom software for it. It's it, it's frustrating. I want a little tablet that I can draw on with an S Pen or whatever equivalent, and then you know flip through a graphic novel or. The many, many, many PDFs that I've been filing away in my Dropbox to read later, like there's so many periodicals and digital, yeah. you know, copies of things in there I just want to get through, but I don't have the right size device to do it. I know, what a first world problem, but anyway, this yeah, whole podcast is about first world problems. But it's okay. And, <laughs> I mean, if there's if there's something that we can be proud of, as uh, that uh, at least Google and Android are doing well, is that... Uh, just when you look at the the trans, when you look at the evolution of the iPhone, you see that the, at the dawn of the iPhone, they created a rectangular multi-touch screen that fits into a pocket. And now here we are in 2021, and they have oh look, it's a rectangular multi-touch screen that fits into a pocket. Whereas here in 2021, we finally have like a folding phone that is affordable and practical and kind of wonderful in its way we've mm-hmm. got microsoft trying mm-hmm. to do so trying to break some new ground with the surface duo which i, I i'm excited about for I'm, I'm glad that they're doing a second version there's an event next week folks so just for anybody it's who a, doesn't it's a know surface there's a microsoft attempt. event yeah mm-hmm. surfaces they're also the name of their notebooks and their windows tablets but there's still a surface duo is still a surface the the, the hint is there in the name so i i hope that they stick right. with it because there's so many i i i, I one of the things i keep harping uh, harping on is that i don't think it's true that in the 1980s someone came up with the idea of hey let's put a keyboard on one side of a hinge on and a screen on the other side of the hinge we'll call it a notebook and everyone said wow that is so perfect there is never any need to advance beyond that because we have achieved perfection cannot be improved upon so when we get to the idea of well what happens if we just simply have two really really good displays separated by a hinge and if we want both of them to be uh, displays that's great if we want one of them to be an input device and the other one to be a display that's fine too if we just want to make it into an easel fine the the idea is something that it's it's pushes the needle it, it's intriguing in its way i just hope that it's also you know productive and successful and if we if we need something to if we need something to cling on to as android users that no no we're not complete fa- the, the, the android the, the tablet market is not a complete failure we can say ah we've got folding screens they don't have that well and the problem was that Microsoft also positioned that Surface Duo as a phone rather than, yeah, you know, a was... dynamic tablet, which I, I would have rather taken a dynamic tablet over <laughs> over the phone because I'm not switching out the my OnePlus with a Surface. It's, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, there's, yeah, I, <sighs> I know it's kind of a big ask, but I would hope maybe... Maybe Samsung could do it for me. Just somebody do it. And do it soon, please, because there's a lot of PDFs and stuff that I need to catch up on. Like, I'm really behind on correspondence. So only a tablet could help me with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, of course, we're, we're, we're still in this, like, fantasy other, other realm in which I don't have to like get on commuter rail a couple times a week to go into the city. I don't have to, I don't have to like be on a bus. I don't have to take a work slate from like a real yeah, office. I haven't been to on public transit in two years. Oh, yeah. So I mean, 
But maybe at the same maybe time, that's also why I've been able to take a break away from uh, from flagship phones because it's like, well, and I don't need a hotspot. I need a <laughs> maybe I should spend a thousand dollars on a on a better camera, and then I actually did. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I I think if I got a tablet, I would get like an LTE one, and just mm. add it on, do like yeah. the number share, and just have data on it. And ugh, I want this. I want to manifest this so bad. I'm gonna just. Yeah. I'm just going to do like a prayer circle tonight, set out some crystals, pull some cards. Do some the, smudging. Yeah. See what the other world has to say about this tablet for me. I need to make it happen. Um, I think it's a use case that has been forgotten in Android land. And quite frankly, I don't want a cheapie. I don't want to, I don't want yeah. a cheap $150 tablet. I don't. That's, that's not what I'm after. Right. I'm willing to spend the money if you could just give Here. me something. You're not impressed with the computational prowess of the MediaTek processor? <laughs> Listen, God bless MediaTek because they filled a niche in a lot of places and they've helped proliferate tech in places that might not otherwise have it. True. But yeah, no, it's two gigs of RAM. Come on. It's a, if, if this were any more underpowered, it would be water soluble as a CPU. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's not <laughs> it is the least expensive thing, but maybe you should not be shopping for a tablet or a computational device in the office aisle of your local CVS pharmacy. Maybe maybe you should sort of up your. Oh, Andy, that would <laughs> be such a fun bit for us to do. <laughs> I'm just saying, keep that in mind for a bonus episode. If you like it, by the way, you can become a member of our show, Wheelie.fm slash membership. That would that would be funny, particularly, I, I know we should move on, but uh, uh, especially because like membership we is like uh, extra uh, money that people generously Correct. like contribute to Wheelie.fm that comes into our pockets. It would be kind of funny if we just try to do a, like a, a sort of a mutual challenge where we're spending $100 of our own money on an Android device and trying to get like the best, most productive, most useful Android thing we can, whether it is a brand new device that we had to, we had to order from China okay. <laughs> off of AliExpress or getting something used okay. on eBay or at the flea market. Oh, Andy, file that in the back of your cap. <laughs> Somebody will have to remind us of this now that it's on the record. I think uh, I, let's we'll, take a we'll break. <laughs> I'm going to go make a sticky note. I'm going to take a break to take a sticky note and then we'll be right back. And we're back. And you know what? Uh, Andy just told me about his costume, by the way. I'm sorry, Andy. I'm outing you here on the pod. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm not going to totally out it. I just want to tease everybody that I know and you don't. Ha. Huh? Um, okay. <laughs> let's change the subject so that nobody gets mad at something I know and you don't. Ha <laughs> ha. Now, if if my tone sounds similar, that's because it was kind of the tone that Google used <laughs> when it tweeted from its Texas account earlier this week. Um, this this is just so this is such a marketing stunt, and I'm here for it. I don't even care. This is great. So immediately after Apple's iPhone 13 launch concluded on Tuesday. Um, a message was posted to the official Google Nexus account, which has been inactive for, I think, about four or five years. <laughs> the message simply said, I'd wait for hashtag Pixel 6. <laughs> so That's cute. Especially, well, also, especially because who at Google remembers what the password to the Google account for, for, for the Nexus Twitter account was? I was going to say... Been- so it's, they must they must have had to call somebody who like left the company three years ago. 
<laughs> I went to go work for Apple. Um, no, but seriously, it's it was it was cute, but it clearly. So I think what's <sighs> it's been an interesting turn of events. Typically, companies trying to keep uh, leaks under wraps. They don't want things to come out before the official event, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but Google's been taking more of a slow burn approach. So we're, we'll get you, you know, in the press. You can read about the new phone coming out in the press. You can read some interviews with Rick Osterlow and his philosophies for this next, uh, this next smartphone. And then when Apple announces what's going to be the direct rival to our model, we will go ahead and do some cheeky social media posts. <laughs> yep. It, listen, at least they didn't do a TikTok. Like a <laughs> like a cringy, like trying to be young and hip TikTok. Because that's... <laughs> Okay, now, <laughs> now, Rick, the idea is that we're, that we got you this Austin Powers costume, and oh, so no. you're just going to say, oh, oh no. behave, because it's, oh, it's one of those hot, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm imagining that in my head, and it's bringing me You're going to be Rick S. Pumpkins, because we're going to give you the, the, the little streak in your hair, like, <sighs> the, wasn't that from, like, six years ago, and nobody cares about it anymore? No, no, it's wacky! Okay, and then now we've got the now we've got the <laughs> that PBS painter with a big afro. Like, oh no, yeah, just, <laughs> you don't. This is this is where this is the at the point at which like the person who's leading like the the brainstorming meeting and who's holding the the marker in front of the whiteboard says, "Okay, I know that twenty minutes ago I said there are no such thing as bad ideas. There are such things as god awful ideas, and I like us to sort of steer free of those, uh, but." Yeah, that, it, I'm glad it's uh, it's, but it is. You're right. It, it is cute, and uh, it's it's good. I like the comparison to how Apple has been doing things because I've, I've always thought that was kind of condescending, because I think they genuinely think that oh well, our 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 fans and our users they they don't want to find out about this the the big surprise before the big day. Like you're talking to a little child who wants to open Christmas presents on the 24th instead of the 25th. Uh, excuse me, uh, they said the 25th and like okay apple we we're grown adults and you're asking us to spend upwards of a thousand dollars for a phone which means that we're At probably going to have to lay the financial groundwork to make sure that we have the funds available for that in advance so if i don't think it would destroy anything if you were to once you lock down some things that are absolutely not going to change about this phone it's okay for you to show us what the phone looks like so that maybe we actually do get excited about saying you know what i will i will i will put a thousand dollars aside for this it's i like i hope that the i hope that the pixel is kind of leading the way forward in that where there there have been official uh, uh, announcement semi announcements from uh, Google where they'll show us what it looks like and then they'll show us in video and then they'll show us some specific features that they're prepared to talk about but we still don't know what the CPU and we, we know that they're doing a custom CPU that they're really proud of but yeah, we don't that's... know like well are you doing the GPU as well how much RAM is in there what the, was the battery life there but at least it gets us sort of the groundwork for okay so it's not going to be simply the the it's not gonna be like the pixel 5 which is you basically took the cheap alternative phone from last year and you knocked Listen, off the a that was a that was a pandy phone okay it came out during a pandy i mean sure. we're still in a pandy just in case anybody's forgotten sure. uh, but that was 
deep in the thick of the pandy phone. So I feel like we should let that one pass a little bit. Um, I, I do want to bring up one other little kawaii thing that Google's been doing, which is in Japan. See what I did there? <laughs> uh, they did. Um, they wanted to get the word out about Pixel 6 custom design chips. So they sent out 10,000 bags of Google original chips. As you can imagine, we're talking about chips or crisps as known in in some Potato British uh, territories. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, they're all the same flavor, which is googly salty flavor. Mm. Um, but the bags, they mimic the industrial design and color options of the pixels. So nice little but, marketing. And, actually, and, they, and you can see pictures of them and. I was shocked. They, it actually works really well as industrial design. Like it if does, I if, if if I saw this at CVS and like I would be wow, what are these chips? And I they would, would just think say, they had oh, like avocado just... oil or something, or they were like <laughs> you know like ooh, these are like organic California yeah. chips, right? They're very California. You're right. Um, they, they they didn't go quite far enough because they have a they had a range of bag colors that match the 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 colors of the upcoming phones. And and again, it has this these bags have the same industrial design like cues as the original phone. It's an opportunity to say, well, this one is sort of pinkish salmon red. So how about like ketchup flavored chips in that bag? It's or pink oh. Himalayan sea salt, which is like <laughs> they have a whole row of that at Whole Foods when you walk in all the pink Himalayan varieties. Uh, so unfortunately, you cannot get these chips. They were they're already like gone. The 10,000 that were available. Um, but there is a promo video if you want to <laughs> go see the cute and kawaii chips and not for nothing. Pixel six billboards are already up in the city in San Francisco, by the way, and I guess in New York City as well. So it's happening. Um, So yeah, speaking of it's happening, one other little thing that happened today in particular is I noticed sources like XDA sort of diving into what this chip is from Google, which I'm still kind of trying to understand (laughs) a little bit myself. There was actually a really good explainer earlier today. I think it was in The Verge about what this two by two by four processor layout is. Um, So basically here's what XD developers did today. They claim to have a source that was providing them with details about the new phone and access to an actual pixel device and the coverage, their coverage, XDA's coverage via this source has mostly been corroborated with details that were floating around, but only throughout like the usual rumor mill. So these are all rumors that you've seen XDA's two reports are filled with nitty-gritty details about some of the Pixel 6 purported subcomponents and their capabilities. Um, And there's some interesting things in this report. So there is an under-display fingerprint scanner, which I guess would fall in line with Samsung and what the rest of the industry is attempting to do. The battery is rated as... Unless unless you're an uh, an Apple developer, because... Unfortunately, Apple hardware designers, they don't know how to do under-display device, which, which means that it's, one, it's the one component they haven't cornered the market mm. of, and manufacturing on. So that's mm. the only reason why it's available on other phones. Oh, by the way, it's worth saying that under-display fingerprint scanner, I already know off the top of my head, that was corroborated by like a leaked screenshot from Hiroshi yeah. Lockheimer. <laughs> Got this <laughs> Pixel 6. Uh, the battery is rated 5,000 milliamps, which is pretty good. 12 gigs of memory, which, yeah, that's a pro good super for phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
with the Samsung sensor for the main and Sony's for the wide and telephotos. That one made me kind of like raise my eyebrow, but I guess it makes sense thinking about it now because Sony and Samsung make so much money in their component sales. So that does make sense. Benchmarking of the pre-release device suggests that it's very fast, okay, and that it will womp the Pixel 5 with more than double the performance, but it's still slightly beneath the performance of the Galaxy S21 Ultra and the Asus Zenfone 8, which is a phone I have not thought about at all this year (laughs) until just saying it now. Um, These performance benchmarks, though, it was like Apple's event yesterday. They were like, our processor is like, whatever, TK, TK percent faster. And I'm like, okay, great. Anecdotally, it's a thing. Yeah. You know, it's a thing. Um, Finally, XDA devs, they said that they learned the Pixel 6 uses Linux kernel version 5.10, which they claim lends credence to the rumor that Google will provide security updates for a whole five years. Kernel 5.10. How do you say that, Andy? 5.10, I would say. Okay, 5.10 is to be supported (laughs) until 2026. Do you like how I'm like, Andy, how do I say this? (laughs) But that but that is good news. It 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 attacks like one of the things that I've always like been super annoyed by on Android, where like, okay, well, I have you know, I, I I have maintain a I maintain a phone library, so I do own iPhones that I don't use every day, but I have them so that if I need to test out an app, it's there. It's like okay, so I the new version of iOS just came out, and I'm just going to install it on my three year old iPhone and my five year old iPhone and my six year old iPhone. Like oh, that also that reminds me the I've uh, the phone that I carry every single day that I bought just a year and a half ago. I wonder oh, that's right, it's warning me that there will be no security updates after july okay Hmm. i guess Hmm. Hmm. um a couple of little tidbits an industry display chain consultant ross young tweeted a confirmation that the pixel 6 display will be ltpo can you explain what that is andy uh it's a basically super high-end uh, high end and low power, so it can do things like a static display, low temperature polycrystalline oxide (BTW). I, I <laughs> yes. needed to Google that. I needed Andy to yeah. keep it going. <laughs> I mean, it's, there, there, there's so many technical things that are in some of these breakdowns from XDA. A lot of them just when I was reading them and some other stuff, the most important impression I got is that okay, I don't see anything that sounds off alarm bells. That says that, oh, a 3,400 milliamp hour battery on a phone mm-hmm. that's supposed to be like this powerful, that's going to be bad. Wow, six gigabytes of system memory so I can run Spotify and maybe the calculator at the same time. Like Point after point after point, the fact they're putting these like the probably what, what could be the best quality display you can possibly put in one of these phones. The fact that it's it will support 120, uh, 120 hertz refresh rate. These are all things that if uh, if this were priced as a flagship phone, I wouldn't be stuck saying, why am I spending $1,000 for what is essentially a, a $550 Asus phone that <laughs> that will be just as good or, or one or one plus that is mm-hmm. that does everything that this one does but maybe is a little bit sketchier for system updates so this this is all 
good news. It, it does make me sort of wonder, as always, whether it's coming from Apple, whether it's coming from Google, wherever, like how many of these leaks are coming legitimately because there are, there are a lot of people that are really good at tracking these things down. They know people who work in the supply chain. They know consultants who work the supply chain. And so they can get at mm-hmm. this stuff because there are little, there are little nooks and crannies that haven't signed ndas or apple or google they don't know this person exists uh they don't know this person has even seen this thing and they can get at it but there's sometimes where i think that how interesting let's see friday your huge two billion two two trillion dollar tech company had to release admission that you were guilty of extremely horrible things and well what do you know on monday the wall street journal happened to break the the exclusive story citing unnamed sources that you're working on a groundbreaking new technology that is extremely exciting and when contacted for for confirmation the company said that they're not commenting oh i how interesting that they got this incredible scoop from a random completely not inside the company's source when they needed the distraction for to knock this headline off, off the headlines <laughs> anyway <sighs> i'm cynical i'm dark and that's cynical. okay we need a little bit of that when we're talking about gadgets and things of the sort uh <laughs> let's take a little break and when we get back um our last little bit we'll leave you with a tip well 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 here we go. An assistant action that not doesn't rely on your voice. It relies on your alarm going off. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with this? So there is a new trigger that is appearing on some devices via, you know, it's a gradual rollout process as it always is with these things, which is very annoying for my very impatient Torian self. Uh, but it's a very simple little feature. It basically lets you define a routine in uh, the Google Assistant app. It lets you define a routine so that it automatically triggers whenever any alarm is turned off. So actually, I, well, I guess technically that that counts. The alarm would go off. You have to turn it off. Anyway, so when the alarm goes off, instead of like, you know, you physically getting up and I, I guess opening the blinds, um, you would have something smart. One of those smart blind openers. Yeah, They have I, those, by the I, way, I've been seeing those on TikTok. They do that's, have that. There's a, yeah. there, there's one that's actually kind of like a little like mouse robot that you just yes, simply, that's exactly to what I was envisioning. Of, yeah. When I said that I was envisioning the little, like, zzz, but anyway, so the idea right. is you right. use it's, all it's, your smart home things. You make a routine. Yeah. It's pretty cool because it really is the sort of thing that, like, as soon as I heard about this, I'm like, "Ooh, when do I get that?" Because I could think of things to do with it. Because it's it's not just, "Hey, I, w- I woke up at seven thirty in the morning, and now I want these things to happen at seven thirty in the morning." A lot of it is like, <laughs> like today, I had to get up really, really early to do like radio in Chicago, and so I only got two and a half hours of sleep. So oh, I had my. to like. I had to like take like a two hour nap in the afternoon. And so it's like, okay, look, when I wake up after I'm wake me up in two hours and then to, to have a, to have a a trigger set after that, to say that after this, after the, after I turn off Mm. this alarm, please catch me up on what I've missed. Please turn off any, uh, unlock the front door to reset the house to like Andy is now up and mobile (laughs) status. Uh, It's, it's these little incremental things that kind of make the value of these nine ninety nine dollars smart displays really come home. 
Yeah, I do want to uh, give you a little caveat, though, which is that there is already a good morning uh, routine right. available. And so if you had that selected to go off when your alarm goes off in the clock app on your mobile device, then so this is a different thing from that, but it's not that different. It's been around for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Okay, so here, here's the thing that Google does. They release really helpful things, but then it's confusing. So that's what that's what I was trying to portray there, is that there is a very confusing element, which is that a routine of this sort exists already, but it's a completely different feature than the one that we're mentioning yeah. here. And also this Ooh. new feature, this new assistant feature probably works the reverse of how you think it is. It's not as though you set an alarm and then say, oh, and by the way, please run this after uh, mm-hmm. whenever I turn off that alarm. It's like, no, I've created a thing that happens when an alarm is turned off, which which actually is kind of OK, because I'm not going to say like, you know, hey, Shlomo, wake me up in two hours. And after two hours have set, make sure that you make sure that you turn on the external camera so I can see whether or not a package has been delivered while I was away. It's like, no, just do the thing that as, as I transition from the unconscious world into this veil of tears known as being awake in America in 2021. Oh, boy. <laughs> help me with this transition oh, by saying, OK, are the boy. are the streets on fire outside in which because of the streets are, in, are on fire outside? You know what? I'm just going to eat the rest of those Pop-Tarts. I don't even care if I was saving them for breakfast tomorrow. You can specify, by the way, which uh, routine, excuse me, which alarm should actually trigger the routine um, on specific devices. So, for instance, if you have like a bedside device or maybe you're you sleep weird hours and you only want it during certain times of the day. I feel um, called out. Oh, I'm sorry, Andy. I actually wasn't wasn't even thinking of you when I said that. I was just I was just thinking of somebody who maybe works like a a night shift or who works like a early morning shift. And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it also work on getting myself out of this hole. It also work on phones as well as smart speakers and screens. So there you have it, Andy. Something to help you. Thank you, Google. <laughs> now treat now now treat your employees and your and your temp workers better. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was on the docket this week, folks. But um, I think we're going to hold on to it for a little that's bit. A, that's, that's always on the docket. There's always a story that I might have said, I just can't write this story another week. <laughs> Find me. Oh, look, there's a there's a Google Doodle that's actually a game about a kitty who does sports. Hey, let's do let's talk about the kitty who, game that does sports. <sighs> God. Andy, it's been such a year already. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Everybody, we're in September. Just, I can't believe how far we've come. So listen, I want to thank everybody for listening today. Um, It's, it's been great to kind of sit here and manifest my, my Android tablet with all of you. Um, I do want to remind everybody out there that we do have a landing page, relay.fm slash material, and you can go there to find out about our social accounts. You can go there to support us, become a member of the network where you get lots of perks and bonus episodes from us and other shows on the network. And you can also email us at materialpodcast at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or clarifications. Uh, Let's see, Angie, we got to remind folks that we've also got a Twitter page. Mm -hmm. 
that I haven't really podcast. been updating, but you can tweet it and like Andy and I all see it. So yes, it does get it's, our it's not like later. abandoned. Like we're there. We're just, we're, we're, all, just we're very also quiet. grateful from the distraction of actually having to research and write <laughs> like, mm. oh, ooh, ooh, someone has asked us a Every question by Twitter. According to this exactly. notification on my phone, I need to drop everything. I'm, and I'm exactly. not being sarcastic. I'm saying that, oh, great. I, I can feel like I'm doing something even when I'm just staring dully at my screen, wondering where the next bird is going to come from. Mm-hmm. And that's why Andy and I have very full shopping carts that are constantly showing <laughs> for us on the search page because that word is not going to come without doing a little uh, window shopping, <laughs> the latest shoe trends. Maybe maybe one of those Nerf basketball hoops. If I put that like on that big steel cupboard across the office, it would I would it would help me stay in this seat. Even I could be shooting a little bit of basketball whenever I'm trying to. Yeah, I should definitely buy one of those. Yeah, Andy, I almost bought an inflatable basketball hoop for the baptism. I just want you to know that it's it's wow, it's, that's a, that's, that's what's a, happening. That that you know, it's an outdoor I'm, I'm event. Not, I'm so, not judging, you know. but that's a very weird denomination. If you can't be accepted into the family of God without an inflatable basketball hoop. I, I, I think <laughs> that a game of you know, course. I'm just I'm just saying. Actually, sorry, little, at church, hold, hold it's the, a game hold of the baby Jesus. carefully. A little tr- little trickle of the holy water on the forehead. You don't need to have the the baby doing free throws to. Oh, get into that's the, that's the, right, the Andy. You're Catholic. You guys just get trickles of water. No, our children are dunked. They're dunked like Dunkaroos. <laughs> Yes, you, you get three base. You there. get three baseballs. If you don't hit the target and dunk the kid with three, then mm-hmm. I'm sorry. They're just they they belong to Satan now, and that's just what happens. <laughs> uh, How's your anyway? <laughs> Everyone, tune in next week to find out if my yes. daughter got baptized or not. Um, Andy, <laughs> what would you like to let folks know about uh, where you are on the internet this week? Uh, well, I'm doing, as always, on Friday, I'm uh, going to be talking about technology on uh, NPR Boston's NPR station, WGBH. Just go to WGBHnews.org, either live or later, to listen to it. I think I'm at uh, 1.20 in the afternoon on Friday this week. And as usual, if you can spell my last name, you can check out what I'm saying and doing and my <laughs> synaptic misfirings on Twitter and Instagram. Mm, thank you, Andy. Thank you for putting the doc together every week. I really appreciate it. Oh. Let's say it here now. I wouldn't do it unless you were going to show up with me and do this podcast. Yay. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, as for me, uh, I have a special link. If you want to go to my Gizmodo author page, it's flowrights.tech. It'll take you to my feed of everything I've posted there. And I do have a website, florenceion.com. If you want links to my social media or you want to come join my Discord, we have a lovely little community that is growing and it's nice. Sometimes I go in there and I do voice chats, but not lately, because have you seen how many things have been announced? Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, a big thanks to our editor, Jim, for sticking with us through all of our ramblings and meanderings. And a big thanks to you for listening to us every week and being here for us on material. Um, I guess that's it until next week, Andy. Let's metaphorically say bye to everybody. Bye, well, everybody. I Actually, I'm going to actually say goodbye to them. Goodbye, okay. everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Until next week. Until next week.